This is Mike O'Connell, and you're listening to the Make Savile Podcast. This is Paddy Barnes, and you're listening to the Make Savile Podcast. Death, taxes, and Mick Conlon fighting St. Patrick's Day weekend. <laughs> is that true? It's always true. It, it's all that's all it seems to happen now. Yeah. What's yeah. going on, brother? All good, man. All good. Good to be back. And, and introduce me to your friend. This is uh, Patrick Barnes, Paddy Barnes, um, two-time Olympic bronze medalist, uh, three-time Olympian. Flag bear for London 2012, I think he's six and one, is it? Six, no, five and one. Five and one. The leprechaun, of course I know, Patty. So I, you bring your boy, I bring Will Rosinski, he's a former fighter for Kelly Pavic and stuff. So just in case, you bring your boys just in case you want to try anything <laughs> crazy, Mick. Well, listen, you always come, and I was going to end the show with this, but three years ago you came on my show, you, I think, had two professional fights, I was just starting my podcast, and you promised me no matter how big you got, you were going to still come on, and you... MTK, Top Rank, Jamie, now you, Patty. When I mean this, you've done so much for my podcast career. I was getting huge guests beforehand. Dick Vitale, actors. Having you on has put me in an upper echelon with boxing people, and I just want to thank you for that. So I got you a little bit of gifts. I work for the NYPD, so I got you a St. Michael shirt. Oh, fantastic. Patty, I got you an NYPD shirt. Oh, brilliant. Thanks very much. Obviously, I got one for your boys, and I also got something for you, too. Good luck, Chum. I got you a NYPD Irish patches. <laughs> little little, little uh, Notre Dame Ir- fighting right, Irish guy uh, on for you guys. Patty get arrested if he wears that. Well, of course, no, yeah, P- Patty's good with it. That's what, <laughs> it was, It's mostly for Patty. We'll give two to Patty. Is that right? <laughs> hey, what is it about your fans, both you guys? You put on Twitter, you're fighting here in the garden, and people aren't just buying tickets. They're buying flights from Belfast, from Ireland. What is it about the, your fans that is so crazy and so passionate? I think it's just the Irish people in general. You know, they they are very patriotic, uh, and especially when you know they live abroad because we are all over the world. We're the biggest immigrants in the world, so they like to come out and support when they can. Uh, and for two Irish kids from from Belfast, two small kids too, um, actually fighting here in the garden, they're always going to come and support. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm still kicking myself that I'm actually fighting in the garden on the Patrick's Day with one of my best mates, Top Picard. It's mm-hmm. just, it's ridiculous, but it's happening. It, it's amazing. Now, do you, did you see yourself, Patty? Because you fought, I know in the Olympics, you fought in Beijing, you fought in London. First time in New York City? Um, This has been my first time fighting. Okay. In New York City, yeah. So I wasn't sure it would be your first to. time, so you probably fought in a few nights out here after. No, I'm, I, I can remember. Mike never arrested you. <laughs> you know what it's like. Maybe I have, Mike, have you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, let's go right to you. Congratulations, you won your first belt. Oh, cheers. What, you win the WBO Intercontinental Belt? Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the feeling like when you win the belt? It doesn't mean anything to me, really. The, this belt doesn't mean anything to me. The only be- belts which will mean something to me will be world belts, and, and this is just... Another lot not notch in, in, in the in the ladder and you know, I gotta climb up there and get the get the proper belts, the world title belts. But these belts, the small ones, yes, they're fantastic to win and yes they make the event and, and the boat look a lot better when you're holding a belt belt above your head. But for me it, it doesn't mean anything. I, I wanna be world champion, uh, a multiple world champion, so these belts I can't I can't I can't think anything of them. So literally you just hey, nice belt, God has a step and move up? Yeah, that's the thing. I I think I have to defend it here, but um, 
I don't take it out with me or anything. I don't. I don't. So you didn't bring it. it? No, I brought it. I brought it to New York. I had to because I had to be carried. You, out, you don't have it here. I don't have it. Nick, here that's kind of the only reason I wanted you here. I know. We, we talked about everything else in our life. The one thing I wanted to see. I see you in the belt. I have to book you on the show. That was it. You should have said that, Jamie. He would have made sure I had. <laughs> that Jamie had one tell, job. Tell him to run back to the hotel and get it. Yeah, get Jamie out of here. Tell Jamie to go do something here. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, I told you this, and I asked Will, and Will's going to jump into. When, what makes you guys choose fights? And I'm looking here. You're fighting Ruben Garcia Hernandez. He's experienced 30 fights. What makes you choose him as a fighter? I, I, I listen to the advice of Top Rank, who, who they want me to face, who, they want, who do you think should be the next next opponent. The first opponent we had was Jerome View, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a good opponent, very, very, very tough, very, very rugged, nonstop punching for 10 rounds, 12 rounds, whatever you want. Never been stopped. And get one loss and fourteen fights from him. He would have been a great opponent, but he failed the medical, so they had to get a replacement in, which was Ruben G- Her- Garcia Hernandez. Mm-hmm. But they picked a good replacement who who's tough, durable, has been in with some top guys. Um, your typical kind of Mexican fighter, but also a little bit smart when he can uh he kind of holds off and tries to counterattack more than just all out pressure. I know you don't get intimidated. You and I, we train the same way. We have the same heart. We're like the same yeah. person. You. <laughs> My thing is thirty fights. Is that something that, like make you a little worried that he has thirty professional fights? No, listen, it doesn't make me worried. I've I've been in a boxing ring since I was seven years of age. I have over two hundred and forty-eight amateur amateur bouts, and and you know ten as a pro and I so far. So it, it's just another just another night in, in the garden for me, another another night in the ring, and it's just part of the job. Will you fought professionally? Did you fought Kelly Pavlik was your big fight? Yeah. Intimidating going in there with like an experienced guy like that. I think if you have the experience that he has, you know this guy has thirty professional fights, but he's probably got over two hundred bouts mm-hmm. under his belt in amateurs. So it's going to be different as well. Will's winning with Kelly Pavlik. I'm going to with Ruben Garcia Hernandez. It's, <laughs> it's, two, it's two different kind of caliber <laughs> of fighter. Let's be honest here. It's, it's, he's going to have a you know a, a Hall of Famer. So you know he obviously felt a lot different than what I'm feeling. And Patty, who you find Oscar? Who you find Oscar? A fellow called Oscar Mojica. Okay. Um, and I didn't pick him, by the way. Okay. I see him, and I actually asked for an easier opponent. <laughs> but it turns out there was one available. <laughs> so I think this is the kind of fight that he put. You know, did you fight journeyman back in like Ireland, the UK, or whatever? Okay. And their like shells don't attack, so it's hard for me to look good against. But this guy comes to fight, comes to win, good winning record. So yeah, there's a big difference fight. in journeymen back in Ireland and, and the UK is that they're they they're survivors. They know mm-hmm. how to survive here. Even the journeymen try to give it a go and try to win, so it leaves more opportunities. And that's yeah. how they that's how they get knocked or maybe get stopped sometimes or or just lose because they're not as technically as good, but they're still able to give it a go. So it's easier to hit them and easier to look yeah. good. Makes Whereas sense. in Ireland and 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 in, and in, in the UK. They just know how to survive. They know how to keep their brain safe, and, uh, and that's yeah. probably the smart thing for a journeyman. Patty, when Jamie told me you were coming on, I did a little research on you. I read stuff on the internet. Obviously, if it's on the internet, you know it's true. Is it true you lost your first 15 fights? No, that's not true. So Wikipedia lied to me? Wikipedia also says I'm British sometimes. But listen, <laughs> I lost my first 12, not 15. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think initially I did say 15, but I actually counted up one day, and it was 12. <laughs> But I think it bothered, like, you know, you a lot of the fights were close, and okay. I thought I should have won a few of them. Hey, what drives you if you lose your... F- no joke, all kidding aside, you lose 12 fights. Doesn't that just hurt you, like, 
sh- you know, shit, I just lost 12 fights. It, you just kept fighting after But in fairness, this is this what happened. Yeah. I was quite young when, I, when this happened. I didn't care about boxing when I was younger. I only boxed because my friends and my cousins did. And these fights, the 12 of them, like, they were all in the space of, like, eight months. Like, they were all very, very quickly, you know what I mean? Okay. But if my cousins had stopped boxing, I would have stopped. But they kept going, so I just tried to fit in. Now, you're 6-1, and one, right? Five and one. Five and one. You're going to be six and one. Your last fight, you fought for the belt. Yeah, I fought for the WBC world title. I, I don't know this. Is that Was that too quick for you? Was it an opportunity you just couldn't pass up? Like, you're fighting for the belt, you have to do it? No, I, I personally pushed for the fight. No, in my f- fifth fight, I fought for two belts already. Um, albeit, no results is a big step up, but I still thought, you know, I was capable of beating them. It was still a good fight going to the fourth round. Mm-hmm. I was still working out hard. I was going to fight them, like, tactics in my head and there have been 12 rounds but I thought I was doing well but he caught me a good punch and he could have caught me in the first round or the 12th round and but he caught me in the fourth and you know that's boxing what how, can you do how do you balance back from that training wise you know from a lot it hasn't affected me one one bit mentally that's awesome if, if I know Paddy he's the most stubborn person in the world that will not affect him at all you could you could give Paddy the beating of his life, and he'll come back the next day thinking he's going to take your head off. It's 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 party. It's just heart, heart of a warrior, a stubborn little Irish <laughs> man. That's all it is. <laughs> stubborn little leprechaun. <laughs> you, you just mentioned your cousins. Was Jamie a monster influence in you fighting? I he, never asked you that. Was, he was he was the biggest influence in me boxing. You know, um, he was the reason I got into the gym. Him, my, him, and my older, my other brother Brandon, who's in between me and him. Okay. They went to the gym first, and I just followed them to the gym, and I stayed there because they were there and. If he had quit around 16, 17, I don't think I would have still been boxing today. I just wanted to be like him, and that's that's God's honest truth. I, I didn't really care. I knew it was good, but it wasn't until I got to like 17, 18 where I, I started to win elite tournaments and, and in, in in my nation, not mm-hmm. not abroad, but winning there, I just started to know what was good, and I had, had a potential to make a career out of it, so... Speaking of uh, your brother, family, did you have another kid? Yeah, I did. Congratulations. I did. I did. Wait, how many are you going to have in this Conlon brew? There's, there's a ton of you guys um, now. I think I'm going to have for about five, maybe. What? <laughs> really? You still have uh, I'm on number two now. So I, I'm, listen, I'm, still, I'm only 27, so I'll, I'll aim for five. <laughs> I was just complaining about two kids on the way here. <laughs> the whole w- See, I'm very lucky as well because I'm, I'm in training camp most of the time because I'm fighting so, so regularly. And I get to sleep in the other room. I don't have to do any chores. Don't have to do anything. <laughs> I'm I'm lifted in lead, which is very lucky. So. Oh, yeah, I have, I have sex. Who cares? Yeah. You, you know, it's great. He's a firefighter <laughs> for the FDNY, and he was just saying, he's like, I have to pass up overtime. Not because my wife gives me crap, because I have to go home to the two kids, and yet Mick has his own bedroom. He's sleeping. <laughs> you got you to go back to boxing. I you know, gotta, I got to start uh, fighting again. Just start <laughs> fighting. What are you doing? Hey, Patty, when you fought, you fought in Beijing. You won the bronze. You fought in London. Yeah. You won the bronze in London? Yeah. How was the crowd there? Were they just uh, super supportive? It was so different. Uh, in Beijing, yeah. there was, when I fought Su Jimin in the semi-finals, there were 13,000 Chinese going mental with sticks and all. <laughs> but then like, yeah, I fought in London, and the Irish and even the the British fans got behind me too, but the atmosphere was unbelievable. Such such a, a very, very close fight, but the arena was pumping that day. Did Mick tell you what tomorrow, what Sunday night's going to be like? Listen, I already know. I've been here twice on Paddy's Day, <laughs> and it has been absolutely brilliant, so I cannot wait. 
Hey, is this going to affect you guys? You know the parade. You know the parades that uh, Saturday, the fights yeah. Sunday on St. Patrick's Day, and the fights at six p.m. Your fight. I think your fight's a little earlier. Does that affect anything timing wise with you, training wise? No, listen, we're coming from from the UK and Ireland, so the time difference is up. We're already trying to catch up in time, so I think by the time the fight comes, it won't be a problem. It's it can adjust to whatever time it needs to be on. If I, if I think it worked like perfectly because. We're fighting earlier. I yeah. mean, we can go on the drink yeah, earlier as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? you let's let's get to that. I always I know <laughs> cutting weight and you guys are always being healthy. What's your first cheat meal? The fight's over Sunday night. You both come out victorious. Sunday night, first meal you have. I don't know why, but it always seems to be pizza. Real well, you're in New York. You need New York mm-hmm. pizza. Yeah. Not don't tell me you have uh, pizza out there. In I need pizza. I don't care what it is. Oh my god! Oh my god! No. Are some good places, Little Italy. So you, yeah. Little Italy in Belfast. Yeah, it's actually very nice. Oh my God! So listen, so I'm one of my goals is to visit every country in the world. Yeah. And I'm at seventy something. You know, I've 70? never been to Ireland. I've never been up to Belfast. You're and an embarrassment. I know. Well, that is that was like, a little much. On, that was a bit much. That was, but still, he's he's correct. I know you're right. And there's cheap cheap flights from New York to go out there. I want to know this too, yeah. Mick. If I come out to Ireland, I'm gonna go up to Belfast, take yep. the bus up to Belfast. I want to know truthfully, will I be taken care of by you guys? Of I mean, food, drink. I want a nice experience. Jamie, Jamie Conlon is the man to look after. He can do all that. You know, he, 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 he's, a, he's a fixer. He fixes everything. Mick, the thing I do not want, yeah. I do not want to go to Little Italy in Belfast. No, it's not like Little Italy here where you go down, go downtown to Little Italy itself. It's just a pizza shop called Little Italy. So, yeah, you got to go. Oh, I don't want to go. You have to go. I think they'll well, take away where my... Where do you go for a pizza? Well, no, no, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to say Little Italy, but it's different because it's okay, New York's okay. Little Italy. Come but on. is there one specific shop? Be, or I, I like to go to this too. Lombardi's. It's the first ever pizza place in New York City. How far from Manhattan? No, it's in Manhattan. Okay, well, how far? Yeah, it's on Spring Street, right in Soho. How far is that from the street? From here? Yeah. From here would be like a 10, 15 minute taxi ride. Okay. The first ever pizza place in New York City... Oven, uh, coal oven, it's unbelievable. Okay. I'm telling you, that, that'll change your life, Patty. That's the one you need to do. No, the food I like to have most is, is cannolis. I know. You told me that last time. You love the cannolis. So listen, go to, right there, you go to Lombardi's, and right across yeah. here, you get some good cannolis. You know, Sal at the garden, Sal, he gets me the made by the chef in the garden. I mean, they are the nicest cannolis I've ever done. So the fight's over. He gives me a box. He gives me a box. After the fight, he gives me a box of like 20 cannolis in it. It's like, I'm not going to be able to eat them before I fly away. (laughs) The first cannolis I ever had tried before. Ah, you tried them. They're unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable. Nicest ones I've tasted. Well, maybe you'll save me some. I get media passes now, so I get to go now. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, you're living the the high life, man? I am living the high life. Because, you know, because of you, I get hired. I don't know if you guys know. You know the show Opie and Anthony? I don't think you'll know them. You know, you heard of Howard Stern, right? Yeah, yeah. So they were like the right on like the second echelon of How- Howard's Howard Stern's Beetlejuice and shit. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. So that they were them, the Shock Jock. Uh, he heard my podcast from a year or two ago, and he hired me. So oh. I work with him now. That's why we have a nice studio now. Brilliant. Now I get media passes, and I'm kind of fancy now. Fantastic days. Yeah. Little fancy, right? Yeah. Hey, rumors of and a we still only get t-shirts. No, yes. <laughs> what, what the fuck is this about? That? Right <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Patty, he doesn't tell you the truth. He fights last time. He's getting ready to leave. I run home from my apartment, and I got him specialized coins oh, from the NYPD Emerald Society. Yes. So I get you more than that, Patty. You just got a t-shirt. So. I'm happy with that, but anyway, first, <laughs> hey, pay you. Rumor, rumor of a big Belfast boxing event. Is that true? Yeah. 
And that's do you have August dates 3rd. or anything set August up or? 3rd. Oh, August third. August third. Opponent's not one hundred percent confirmed. Okay. It could be a big, big one. So. Can we guess who the opponent might be? I'll let you have. <laughs> Nah, no, we don't need to say it. We don't need to say it. Jimmy says no. Okay, okay, okay. We, we we won't say it. Let me ask you this: Is he from a country that might have hosted the World Cup? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, one last question because I won't ask you. But I I don't put you on the spot. We just have a good yeah. time. Maybe he's fighting on the same card as you Sunday. Listen, it could be. It could be. Could be one of those guys in the card. Could be Paddy Barnes. You know I mean? <laughs> no, or, no, never, never. <laughs> Donnie, you were in a soccer shirt. Who's your team? Oh, this is a GAA shirt. This is like a, a local thing called Our Dying, but back it's home. GAA. You can't just say it's a GAA shirt and this is a local thing back home. It is. But Tell I them what GAA is. Yeah, what is that? G- oh, GAA is, is like Gilly football, so Irish football. Okay, okay. You handle the ball and kick it. No, no, I've seen that. No, that's no joke, okay. It is very, very physical. How about but soccer? You know, the one I watch. Yeah, okay, little... soccer. Well, I support a local thing called Clintonville. Okay. Or occasionally, I would support a team in Glasgow called Celtic. Oh, of course, I know Celtic from Jack Dempsey's bar. Yeah, yeah. So that's what. So first of all, I want to thank you guys. So every time Mick does the show, we do it from Jack Dempsey's. Jack Dempsey's and gives us our own floor, private floor. Yeah. So I tell him today, I'm like, listen, the Big East tournament's here. It's St. Patty's Day weekend, and you know him. He's like, dude, no one's gonna be here. We show up, first oh. floor packed, second floor packed, third floor pla- uh, packed, and the fourth floor, it's not open. We walk up there packed. I see him as like, I don't know where we're going to do this show today, Mikey. I'm like, oh, God. So <laughs> I got to text Jamie, and thank God you guys came to the studios. Yeah. I really appreciate it. So what else is going on besides fighting and training? What else? Fighting and training, that's basically it. The last the last eight weeks, 12, 10 weeks. So nothing else. No, no. What else have I done? Have we, have we got up to anything else? Not too sure, no. Just I, having, having are you having fun? Yeah, babies. Speaking of babies, I'm going to ask you one maybe inappropriate question, and I asked Will this too. It's always a rumor when the fighters happen. Yeah. Uh, when do you stop performing beforehand? Do you do abide by that rule or no? Uh, it's, I'm, I'm away, so I go away and train again, so it's basically sometimes eight weeks. Long time. Patty? Uh, a few weeks for me because... Not because of the myth because surrounded. It, because because I can't even talk to nobody or look at no one. So that's the last thing in my mind. You're that much in the zone. See, I walk. Not, not, no, not, not in, in the, the zone. zone. It's I'm making weight. weight. <laughs> Dehydration. I would kill someone before I have sex with them. <laughs> 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 Are you guys boxing fans as well? Because I have a lot of boxers on, a lot of UFC guys, and even a lot of athletes, basketball players and stuff. Yeah. They're like, ah, we don't watch it. Are you guys boxing fans to begin with or no? A little bit. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I don't watch much sport because I'm com- uh, competing in sports. So, mm-hmm. no, anytime I get, I don't like to waste of watching sport. Uh, uh, any big fights, any any fight, some of the fights I do watch, but mm-hmm. not not all of them. I'm not I'm not an avid boxing fan. I used to be, but mm-hmm. not so much now. Is it because like you, when you're not in it, you need to disconnect? That's your job. That's my that's what that's my opinion. Anyway, I, that's what I like to do. I like to disconnect from it. So. You know, when, when it's on, I I do watch it, but I I would never really go out of my way to to watch watch boxing. How about you, Patty? No, in fairness, I am a bit of a fan. You know, if like my favorite boxer, Lomachenko. Okay. I uh, love watching him, and obviously, two of my very good friends, Michael, Carl Fratton. Mm-hmm. I'm big supporters of them too. I try to get as much face as I can. So yeah, I would say I'm a pretty big boxing fan. You can't call that a boxing fan. 
you're not oh. watching shows every single day or like the little small hall shows I'll watch Lomachenko I'll watch any of the big names and I'll watch you and I'll watch Carl but I'm not going to go and watch all the small hall shows and be I would. an avid fan of that I like amateur boxing still like yeah, me too. Do you, is it the purity of it that you like? I just like to keep an eye on who's coming through a badass answer. I thought you like, oh, I want to be pure. Will, because Will said the same thing. We're in a taxi over here, and I'm like, Will, are you excited? He's like, yeah. He's like, bro, I'm not this boxing guy. I watched it. I yeah. fought. It was my job. Yeah. Like you know, you don't watch crazy. it as much as you yeah, used to, I'm, right? I'm the probably same same answer as them. I mean, I'm not in it anymore, but I watch probably the big names. I don't watch it on a regular yeah. basis. That's for sure. Mm. It's a big fight weekend. Massive, like Mikey Garcia. I would watch every single fight this weekend, and that's that's true. They're all big fights. Yeah. Got John O'Carroll and Katie Taylor both boxing in mm-hmm. Philadelphia, and then the big one is Spence. No, sorry, it's not actually there's Spence and Garcia. Garcia yeah, that's a t- Saturday night. Under Revolution in the Garden on, on Sunday. So. And your man Paddy Barnes is fighting in the Garden too. Who? Paddy Barnes. Paddy Barnes is the reason we're coming to this. Exactly. Well, let me tell you the truth. Jamie told me you were coming. I got really excited. I'm serious. I knew who you are. I looked you up and stuff. I got one question though, and Mick, this goes to you. Will a little bit to you. I'm big on the boxing nicknames. Yeah. Uh, Ray Mancini's coming to my show next week. Boom Boom yeah, Mancini. Yeah. James Bone Crush is calling in next week. I always think the nickname's important. Your nickname's Leprechaun. Yeah. You were Will Power. Mick, you really don't have one. I'm Mick. No, you, the nickname should be bigger because the, the nickname's going to stay with you forever. What stays with me forever is the Conlon Revolution. That's your thing, the Conlon yeah. Revolution? I love the hashtag. No, it's the hashtag. Like... If a nickname came, if someone came and uh, and they said a nickname and uh, and it came across well and and fans and everything started to pick it up, I would maybe run with it. But until that, th- until then, I'm never gonna just name myself something. Well, it did give yourself a perfect nickname later on. Well, Nick the Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're right. It's, it's fitting. Correct. Patty, you're not gonna change yours to the left. No, that was the best ever. I'm Irish. I'm small. Some people say I've ginger hair. Listen, I'm some people say, what do you mean? Some people say, yeah, who, who, says who has said her. that? Only thing I'm missing is a pot of gold. <laughs> and luck. I want to know who said that. So do I. <laughs> to my face. What he wants, he, what he needs, he says he needed a, <laughs> needs a top hat for, for to be the leprechaun, but he also needs like a bag of confetti. To throw yeah, gold. Guy, why'd you do that? But you know what? Carl Frampton's walked me out of the ring. I make him dress up as leprechaun and throw gold lust to the fans. No, not. Are you really? Oh, I told him. He asked me. Well, you know what? You got to use your hat. You came in. You had the greatest entrance. Yeah. That was your opening fight when Connor came down with you, right? Yeah, yeah. So your entrance, you're coming down, the bagpipes are going. Yeah. You have the big green hat on. You look shiny. Connor's there. Dude, to this day, that's still the one of the most... It's retweeted all the time. Yeah, a million uh, downloads on YouTube. That was one of the best opening entrances I've ever seen in my life. And being a debut, too. So it made it extra special. Um, nah, listen, that, that one will be very, very hard to beat. The atmosphere and everything... The first year, maybe because it was the first one mm-hmm. for me, that will always that will always stay with me, and uh, I think that will. Are you doing the bagpipes again? Oh, I think the bagpipes. They they make sure to do the bagpipes every spot every day, but the music will be good this time. Uh, it'll be even better, uh, and I think you will be excited. I think uh, Finn Balor, the Irish wrestler. Oh yeah. Hey, Finn's gonna come out with me. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So he was saying he wanted to come out. There's no problem at all. Let me. I I know you, and I know your personality, and you're laid back. One percent. Did it bother you a little bit that Connor got so much attention that first day? Everybody says this and asked me this question. Someone asked you that before? Who asked you that? 
a few reporters and like, a that bitch. Well, I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> no, but, but it didn't. It didn't bother me. It mm-hmm. was, I still felt the way. I, I felt my, I have a part in making Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. Of course you did. But at the same time, I felt it was still, it was my, it was my evening. You know, he made his shit and his stuff, but I didn't even see him shooting, so I, it, it never really came into my head. You know, it's great, Patty. So what, I always finish up the podcasts, uh, and I always ask everybody, who's the coolest person in your phone that if you texted them, they would text you back? And you get, like, these random answers. Like, people have, like, O.J. Simpson's phone number and Jay-Z's and this. So Mix, the first year, was like, I have Connor's phone number. Like, all right, cool. So two days ago, three days ago, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make Mick call Connor. But obviously, after what happened down in Florida, we're not going to... We're not going to call Connor. You, you have to get Connor to call my show one time. One time he's going to call in. I haven't spoke to him in a while, you know, so. Why not? He's busy. Is he, he's did busy, he, did busy. he go Hollywood on you? I probably did. Not, maybe maybe, maybe more so that I I just said Floyd. I think Floyd would win. I don't think. He's very into a positive mindset. So oh, really? I, don't, I think he might have took offense to that. But. As a boxer, because Jerry Cooney comes on the show yeah. all the time. Great guy. Yeah, amazing guy. He's yeah. a huge fan of yours. And you know Randy Gordon, the commish? Yes, yes. So Randy Gordon, uh, he's the former commissioner of New York Boxing. I just actually finished his book. He gave it. I read his book before anyone else did. He gave it to me, and I read the book. And he only has like 20 pictures in that book. I don't know if you know this. And it's a picture of him, Muhammad Ali, him and this guy, him and Foreman. You know you're in the book. Really? He has a picture of you. I'm both texting. He has a picture of you and him in the book. Was that at the award? It was. That so that was the first time I, I met him, and then he said, "I have this show on." Serious XFM. Great show. I've just, I was I was on it recently, but like I remember he, he how he introduced himself because I never knew him before. I mm-hmm. didn't know who he, he was, and I'm the commission. I was like, okay, <laughs> the commission. He's like, yeah, I'm the commission. <laughs> Randy Gordon. <laughs> he was great. Uh, Jerry comes on, and Jerry's like, hey, come by uh, my show one time. I said, sure, I'd love to. So I come there, and I walk in, and I'm the commission. And he's like this little short guy, yeah. backwards hat. And I'm like, the commission. I'm looking at him. I'm trying to Google. I, I, I take pride in knowing a lot about sports. I'm like, who the hell? Oh, Ra- the commish. So, uh, you know Randy Gordon? Nope. He was the commissioner, the commish, um, <laughs> like 20 years ago, right, of New York State boxing. Oh, okay. And, but he's still running the whole commission thing. But he wrote the book, and there's only 20 pictures. I'm serious. And you were one of them. And I think the headline, you know, it was obviously Ali, the greatest, Mick, Mick Conlon, one of the best up-and-coming people. Like, it's a like, great fight, a great person, or something like that. So what other shows have you been doing? Because I know you weren't doing a lot of press last time. I done, I've done a few podcasts now. I think I done box company stats. Okay. I think I done that yesterday. Oh, you know you were on my boy um, Campbell's show. Yeah. Campbell yeah. with Rafe Bartholomew. Yes, that's true. He's a good dude. That's true. Um, I didn't listen to because I didn't want to steal any of their questions if they had good questions. You stole all of them. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but I've done a few. I've done a good lot of media this time. Um, Thanks to my, my publicist, Bernie, he, he gets everything sorted. Paddy, you doing a lot of interviews or no? It's funny enough, I have did a, <coughs> a lot this week. Um, basically because of a massive show, so. Uh-huh. You still did the Pornhub one? <laughs> no, I did the Pornhub one to me. <laughs> are you going to make one? Ah, oh, I have to in my room. Are you a single dude? No, I'm married. Oh. Uh, two kids, two. Two kids. Oh, my God. What's with all these Irish people having these kids? Girls just jump on us. I have obviously. <laughs> Give me babies. You're gorgeous. I, who would pass that up? Hey, what's the significance? Um, what, what, ESPN, MTK, and Top Rank, yeah. 
what's the significance? Because Dan Raphael and all these ESPN people were going crazy. What are they going to broadcast? Thirty MTK. I think it's around twenty-four. I think, and uh, I think it will be UK Ireland. Um, but they will basically be top rank of Europe. Will will be the MK, MTK of the world, but. Um, they will have big, big shows all over the world now, and especially big ones on ESPN Plus in in uh in the in the states here. So everybody in, in America will be able to watch what's going on back going back home in in Ireland and in Europe. How crazy is it in Belfast with you two? Like New York's a different scene. New York, they'll see you know a famous guy walking down the street. Oh, there's so and so. Do you guys get mobbed, or you're more of like? Cause you seem like just normal hometown guys. We you guys are, we're just hometown normal guys, but if we go to, the, to like Dublin, which is the capital, yeah, yeah. and you just you get tortured down. Mob. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's, yeah, because like we're on when we go to the Olympics, not we're on RTE, which is our main channel down there, so mm-hmm. we'll be quite well known in Dublin more so than up north. When you guys fought, I know you fought recently. Did you fight in Dublin or was it Belfast? Belfast. And were you on that card or no? No. And was that card just insane? Was it? The atmosphere oh, and the it crowd. It's fantastic. Like when I watch back the endings to that one and the music which played and, and how the fans kind of joined in and sang, the her stand up my neck still. Um, that's something that I, I need to kind of replicate every time I box because that that gives me the extra edge in it. Is that a reason why you tend to fight here in New York and in Belfast because of the environment? Uh, if I'm honest, New York's the best place in the world for me to fight. Mm. I think. Um, I have fantastic fan base here of, you know, New Yorkers and then even just Irish people who who live in New York, which is probably all of New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 a fantastic fight city for me and it's either there or Belfast, which, you know, I would I, w- I would happily fight the rest of my career, just these two cities. So n- no Vegas, you're not looking to eventually I, b- I boxed in Vegas already. I boxed okay. I boxed there last October. Um, on the undercard of Murata versus Brandt, mm-hmm. so it was okay. It was good. It was it was a different type of experience. I got went in there and got got a, a TKO in the seventh round, I think. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole thing. I I, I had my bout. I got out of the ring, put my clothes on, left, didn't stay for the main event. Just went and played top golf. <laughs> so it's like a business atmosphere, that kind of right? Because it's all Barry. people who don't really. Well, where'd you fight your big fights? Uh, in Cali, in Carson. And how was that scene? It, well, that I was uh, going to mention, I, I was only really involved in one fight where there was like media involved with mm-hmm. the Pavlik fight. Mm-hmm. The other fights on TV weren't as big. But uh, I don't know. How do you guys balance between the interviews, making weight, where you guys training? You see, I think the thing is with us, being from Ireland, it's a small it's a small place. And then we go to the Olympic Games, which is you know broadcast all over in the world. So we come home and it's kind of like you get this celebrity type status very early on in your amateur career and it's as, as you go through it, gr- it grows and grows and grows so i think we got a slow kind of entrance to like a celebrity kind of lifestyle where you have the media and stuff and, and we're used to it from the amateur kind of scene yep. i've got through into the deep end and, and my debut coming out there main event in the garden with mcgregor and stuff the media was was unbelievable um i had to really go and do the morning of the weigh-in or the morning of the fight i had to go and do like the morning tv show here and it was crazy. It was like, it was there Benny Blanco from the Bronx? Yeah. Though, from uh, what's his name again? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he was. He was. He was even in the studio as well. So, um, you know, it was it, that was crazy. That was that was a different kind of experience for me in general uh, from anything on the amateurs. But that has now just set me up for the rest, the rest of my career. Where are you guys training, f- building up to this fight? London. 
I trained on Leeds Glasgow. I trained Glasgow in Scotland. No, I'm saying even oh, right now oh, as oh, you're the, here. The, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to train this week. Oh, I still got weighted cut, but I only train once. Oh, wow. I was trained in the hotel. Really? Yeah, just the hotel. I don't, I don't need to go to no gyms. You have weight to cut and have yeah. UFC guys on here. They yep. say the weight cutting is the worst yeah, thing. Definitely. It's horrible. What, what what do you do to cut the weight? I know it's a generic question. What do you do to cut the weight? A water loop. And what's that? A drink. It, it's all relative to your body weight. I know UFC fitters do it dramatically. They do massive amounts of water mm-hmm. during the week. But like I would cut all my carbs out and the meat would be small enough. But I'd be drinking six and a half liters. Mm, so this is on a Sunday this week. So I'll drink six and a half liters Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. 90 mil, 90, sorry, 400 mils on the Friday. Well, she don't need to drink because mm-hmm. you drink so much and, and you are actually pissing like a racehorse. Yeah. Um, And then I do one session, I'll probably lose seven or eight pounds in a session. Really just pouring the water weight on, out? Just, just comes out and, and, and it's very, very easy. Oh, did you have to cut weight? A little bit, but I was, I fought a little heavy in that shift. <laughs> did you? I didn't <laughs> like doing it. <laughs> I fought at 168. I'm, that I was the shortest guy, probably yeah. at 160. I fought, I fought Pavlik at 168. I figured, uh, he's coming up in weight. He won't hit that hard. He didn't hit that hard, but it was hard enough. I was missing <laughs> <laughs> blood the next day. Uh, Were you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you said, really? who, who was your fight? I know you had a bad loss. It was a controversial loss. Who was that fight to? Edwin Rodriguez. You know Edwin Rodriguez or no? Yeah, I've heard of him, I We were, uh, I fought with him in the world championships. That was probably, you guys, how old are you guys? I'm 31. That was in two thousand. Oh yeah, that was in like two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Bangkok. No, it was, it was in China. Oh yeah, Bangkok, yeah. Myang or something. Myang City, yeah. yep. But he's he wasn't he didn't make a lot of noise. He fought Ward after that. Yeah. But he he ended up getting knocked out later on in his career pretty bad. It kind of ended his whole career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't a big name, but I helped him get the Ward fight. Unfortunately. You're welcome. See, my thing <laughs> he is he owes me a couple yeah. dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what sucks? If you win that fight, you fight in Ward, right? No. No. Really? That was just that he was put on that path after he beat me on that Showtime fight, but I don't know where I would have been after that. I mean, yeah. every 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 trail is like different, you know. And yeah. I'll ask you too cuz it, uh, it it goes back to Will. We we had a podcast with Adam Adam Kovneski. Mm. He fought it was the day after the Wilder Fury fight. Yeah. And I go to Will, I'm like, uh, you know, we're eating like animals in the place. I'm like, "Do you miss it?" He's like, "Miss it." After the fight, it me- it, what do you say? It messes with you mentally because you want to get back in the ring so bad, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, when you guys see fights, you just instantly, the fight's over, you want to get back into it. Yeah, it's war. crazy because you're walking to the ring and you're thinking, like, what am I doing here? I could be in the house, watch this on TV, mm-hmm. but after you're dying to fight again. I, I always love seeing the locker room videos. Like, I know, Mick, you, you keep telling me I should yeah. get in the ring, you, I look like a fighter, you think I'm a fighter, but I see you guys in the locker room. I don't know how mentally you can do it waiting and waiting, especially you mm-hmm. fighting one of the later matches. What do you even think about during that thing? What goes through your head? You get nervous, but then you just think about everything you've done in training camp and, uh, and what you're actually doing it for, which is your family. It's The long waits are tough. Mm-hmm. They are tough, I'm not going to lie. That's... Uh, but as soon as I go in the skating room, actually, uh, it's not even it's not even the long ways. I don't even talk about. It's like at twelve o'clock or, or one o'clock on the day of the fight, where I'd be like, "Fuck! I wish I could just wake up and sit over." Yeah, really. So it's only that time, and then like after a few hours, you know, you know you're going to the fight, and you're like, "That's it, let's go." But before that, I'm like, 
I just wish this was all over and done with, so I could go out and have some nice food and enjoy myself. That's that's the first thing I think about. And now you've fought at the garden before, obviously. When you're rolling up to Madison Square Garden yeah. and you see your name up there, you see the green. Does it just instantly rejuvenate you and put you on a different level of like hype? As soon as I'm, because we walk over, we're just in the street, so we walk over and have my headphones on. I'll be I'll be I'll be in the zone. Mm-hmm. So I'll just be thinking about it, and then you see that billboard up and like oh yeah that's cool that's tangible Derek Jeter said during his retirement speech his biggest regret was not enjoying the ride when it happened mm. he said it he said uh he wishes in 96 or in ni- you know when they won all these titles that he wishes he enjoyed the ride and people told him yep. during the ride like Derek dude you're doing stuff that no one does enjoy the ride are you appreciating this yet I or? don't think so I, I, I think I'm the exact same, uh, but it's very hard. It's very hard too when you're when you're actually in the middle of it. Even when people are telling you, it's very hard to kind of sit back and enjoy it because it's a lot of pressure. It's 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 a lot of stress at times. You know, even though everything might be going well, it's very tough still. No matter what anybody says, so to try and sit back and, and take your mind away from all that, you know, like what if I lose here? I lose my whole, my, my livelihood basically. You you go back to snakes and ladders, right? But right, right, they start again, so. You know, it's it's hard to kind of just sit and enjoy it. If I was playing baseball or if I was playing basketball and mm-hmm. it was a team sport, I think it would be an awful lot easier to enjoy it. But when it's boxing, you're the sole person. You're the sole blame for a win, for a loss. It's only you. You're the one who you're the one who has to take the beating, or you're the one who has to give the beating. And it can be so lonely too, because it's all on you. It's the loneliest sport in the world. Well, I get nervous. I'll tell you this, Mick. You can probably relate now. I watch fights now so nervous when I have like a personal relationship with them and I never knew that like when I first started doing the podcast I just had you know some some players on um, all different basketball players football players then I started getting all these different athletes uh, all these different actors and stuff then I started getting the fighters on mm-hmm. and now I have Adam on I have you on I have these UFC guys on when the fight happens I find myself so nervous yeah. I'm like oh no this is horrible imagine like how was it watching your brother fight then like, can you even put it to it's, words? It's disgusting. It, it, it is. It's it's horrible because you because I know which way he competes. He he's a nonstop kind of brawler fighter. He'll take a punch to give a punch, and you know he was in an awful lot of wars wars which I knew he didn't need to be in. You know he 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 every time he could have won fights very easy, but he just went toe to toe. So I hate it watching him. It was up and down like a roller coaster. So you know once. He's decided to go into the, the management role full time. It's been it's been fantastic. Was his nickname and I might be wrong here, was his nickname the Mexican, the Mexican. too? Why is that? Because he just liked to have a go, you know, he liked to stand there, go toe to toe. Yeah, boxing ability and, and he never used it. I when I Googled you today, I think like five minutes before you got here, uh it said, you know, Jamie uh Jamie Conlon Mexican and I was Rolling quick, and I know you're fighting a Mexican boxer. Yeah. I'm like, is, was that his nickname or was that? <laughs> uh, hey, jumping one more thing, I'll get you out of here in two minutes. Yeah. Jumping one more thing on uh, Will's thing about the press. You guys are doing a lot of press, and is that because you're doing press Saturday night up in the Bronx tomorrow night? Tomorrow yeah. night up in the Bronx, up in Daly Park, we're doing a meet and greet me and Patty. And, and, and that, Patty, you're probably not used to all the press with it. Is it is it weird doing? Well, the he's pre- used to the press. Okay, okay. okay. So they, but I, I'm not stubborn. I, if I don't feel happy once I just tell them to go away, I just walk away, I don't care about no one or nothing. If I just feel unhappy at anything, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're paying me, I'm away. No, but th- that doesn't mess up. I know you're not training anymore, but that if that give you something to do so you guys want it to does, do something? It does, it takes, takes your mind off everything and, and you know, helps helps get the dates in because 
if you're talking about the, the locker room wait, we're basically waiting from now till yeah. yeah. Friday night. So um, it gets the days, and it, it gets born. You know, you'd be sitting there in the hotel, um, waiting to weigh in, really. So I was gonna say something. If Don Raphael listens to this podcast, he follows me on Twitter. I'll send it to him. Okay, because he needs them block me. He, wait, why he block you? <laughs> why? Well, uh, okay, okay. Uh, for I did abuse him. <laughs> Tell me what happened. I can't remember, but I abused him, and he deserved it. But he blocked me, and I miss following him because he always gave the fitter's purse. I always want to see him. How much is he earning? That's the only reason I like Don Raphael. Patty, I'm going to give you the easiest thing ever. Why don't you just make a burner account and follow him? Oh, I've about 20 of them. He has, <laughs> he has about 20 of them. Really? Come on, really, really? Yeah. Are you I, a I am a troll. Really? I am a troll. <laughs> is he? Are you yeah, really? I'm a troll. Is that why you blocked? Basically. I'm going to follow you. You're going to get my Twitter follower yeah, right after this one. I want to say this again. Oh, let me ask you. You never answered it. Coolest person in your phone. That if you had to text them, they would call you back. They oh. would impress me. Don't give Don't me say Carl Frampton. I think you see, but I think Carl Frampton's gonna. But you guys, but he, but Carl Frampton's best mate. It's not oh. really a hard one. Uh, he's strong. Oh. Anthony Joshua. That's a great answer. So if you let's call him. Let's call him. Well, let's put him. You gonna call him? Why? All right, put him on speaker. <laughs> you gotta tell me you're doing a podcast. Are you really calling him? Yeah, look. Is he on speaker? Put on speaker. Is he on speaker? He's fighting the garden. He's fighting the garden in June 1st. Miller. Oh. Leave a message. Yeah, we'll leave a message. Leave a message. Okay. Just tell me, you're doing a podcast. Welcome to the EE voicemail. Keep on EE? What? I'll say what's up to him next. You go first. Here, uh, AJ, I'm just here with a few people from New York. I know what? Fuck you. We all want Billy Miller to win. Don't want that. Tell What's up, champ? It's Mike. So I always end my podcast with asking the guests who the coolest person in their phone is. Patty whipped out his phone and said, you were the coolest person. Unfortunately, you didn't answer. You could have been on the podcast. I'm real. Champ, we love you, and I'll see you in New York in a couple of weeks. Hey, that was a good answer. No problem. I always say, aren't they? But you know who's blocked? Don't, bl- don't block one of her. Yeah, I was going to say, now Patty's blocked from Dan Raphael on ESPN <laughs> and Twitter. Uh, and and who, who's yours, Mick? Don't say Connor. You use Connor already. Let's see who the coolest person in your phone is. Polly Barnes. No, no. me. <laughs> <laughs> and d- don't tell me Jamie, Jamie Conley. Will, who's your coolest? I don't know. I don't, I'm not like these guys. <laughs> Nobody famous. That was a great. Leave your phone out because if Joshua calls back, we need to get him on. 100%. It's, it's not vibrant. Don't worry. <laughs> Actually, you know what's going to happen? I'll tell you one. I had Rob O'Neill on, the dude who killed Bin Laden. Okay? What? Yeah, the guy who killed him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, this, uh, no one killed Bin Laden. He's oh, no. Dead. He's not dead. No, 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 All right, no. so the guy who was. The tan that killed him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and he has Charlie Sheen in his phone. He calls Charlie Sheen. He doesn't answer. We finish the podcast. We walk to the bar. Charlie Sheen called oh, back. Oh, I said, oh, I could. Have him on. I could have had him That'd on. That'd be amazing. So who's yours, Nick? Anyone good? It can be dead air. We'll edit this part out. Don't worry. I got a good one in my phone. Oh. Danny Jacobs. He's fine. Oh yeah. That's that's the most, yeah. Hey, and you never got him on my Thank show. Him? We're from the same. We're from the same gym. That's, that's him, yeah. Wait, and you never got him on my show? Uh, I got to work on it now. What? Is go- <laughs> Are you kidding <laughs> me? Why didn't you get him on? Michael, man. You got him. Yeah, we're from the same gym. We came from the same gym in uh, Brooklyn. You should call him. Right. You spar him? Yeah. Yeah, call him right now. Yeah, yeah. Call him up. 
god. Pull them up. We're at the we're doing the pod. We're, gonna, we're finishing up anyway. We can edit out these dead air parts anyway. Sounds <laughs> me, Bob Arum. Bob's a good. Bob's a good answer. I thought Jake was fake. Um, Triple G. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah, I agree on that. One. I was there last night. Look, Will's nervous. Look, his face is all red right now. <laughs> this will be the last thing we do on the podcast. You're blocked now from. <laughs> I blocked him, right? You got nervous calling him. I did like. W- where'd you meet him? How do you know him? Uh, from Sheffield in the training camps. Mm-hmm. But I've had a few hands up that as well. Who are you calling? Oh. This is probably going to be the wrong. Some oh, random yeah. person going <laughs> to pick up. I don't believe you called him. Yo, who, who's number I got? Oh, <laughs> I have number two. Call oh Kelly. Oh my God. Call Kelly. Up. No, no. He's supposed to get us in trouble. I know. That's all. I love it. So I love it. Patty, I'll tell you the way every podcast goes. And I'm so upset because I know your brother loves The Wire. You ever watch The Wire? I've heard of it. So Omar from The Wire comes on my show all the time. Mike with the scar all yeah. the time. And I was trying to get him to come on tonight to surprise Jamie. But what happens is we come on and we usually do the show either from here or from the bar. And we'll have beers out the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Pavic knock. So we have beers here. So, you know, we do the podcast. All we do is have fun. Then slowly, like, after the last 45 minutes, I'm like, call someone. So everyone's drunk calling everybody. And it turns into, like, the biggest shit show at the end. <laughs> hey, listen. I hope you had fun. This was a blast yeah, for me. I'm not allowed to root for anyone because I'm part of the media now with my little media pass. But when I mean, I, I meant this to you, Mick, all the time. Yeah. For you guys coming on when I had zero, like, I didn't know what I was doing last time. Not that I'm a professional now. They just yeah. give me a studio and a paycheck now. But... Thank you for coming on. Mick, always coming on. Thank you. And I have one request. Well, I have two. How about next year at the Garden, you fight in the big arena, and we fight for a title? That's, that's the end. That's Is that the goal? Like, you fight in Belfast. You're going to win that world, fight. I, I'll pay for the world title in, in Master Core Garden. That's, that's my... And, and, and hopefully St. Patrick's, St. Patrick's Day. Day next year. Because yep. that can be a perfect yeah, schedule. Because yeah. I was going to take over your schedule, and I didn't like what was going on here with the schedule. I was about to take over. And be like, Mick Conlon needs to fight in the big arena. You're fighting, you're selling it out at the big arena next year. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be insane. You're going to fight for the belt. You're going to be on the card. And I want maybe a shot out afterwards. Say the of mic's. Course. Give me something afterwards. Dead. All right? Gentlemen. That's it. Patty, good luck. It's a pleasure meeting Thanks you, my for friend. Me. Mick. Thank always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, guys.